Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. This is where we drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars, eat the fine food. And I said that differently for some reason. April D. Gregory is here. Fingers Malloy is here. Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. We start with the drink, and the bourbon is New Riff. Two words, new and riff, R-I-F-F. This is a Kentucky straight bourbon, but rather unique in that it is 65% corn, 35% in, I'm sorry, 30% in the rye. So this is an interesting mix of sweet and spicy. It's getting a lot of rave reviews lately. People really starting to to find their way uh, through uh, to this. We do it neat. That's how we do it, and then we decide whether or not we're going to add it to a cube. You, you take a take a take a, a, a sniff, take a nose, take a what, I don't know what they call it, and oh my, a snort. I think they call it. Do they in, in Kentucky? So this is. It starts with a butterscotch. Yep. It starts on the nose with a butterscotch, and it is, it is heavy. It is heartfelt. There's definitely some fruit in there. As, as your second big whiff, that that's spicy. You realize there's some there's some power to this thing. It's coming in hot. I think the proof on here is 111. It smells like medicinal butterscotch. Right. You're right. just from the smell, April. No. Oh, did you just do it? No. Are you okay? I'm fine. April. I'm just coughing. What? Yeah, but why? I probably had a scar already today. <laughs> when you when you say probably. Does that mean you already had a cigar today? Yes. Okay, so so it wasn't probably. Probably. I love how you, you listen, we're all amongst friends here. If you had another cigar today, that's totally fine. It's not like you're cheating on us with other cigars. <laughs> it's not how we view the thing. It's not like you're talking about H. H. Heroin. Oh. <laughs> Nobody calls it H. Nobody calls it H. Someone's not on the street. <laughs> right? Uh, so, listen. This is... We often talk about things having one note. Or maybe like, like a theme. There's more than a theme going on here. Like, there's... You can, you can actually... The butterscotch is real. You're into, like, like an, an idea of... Of spice, it is. It is sweet. It is really just in just in the smell how it brings it back down to your palate is really sweet. Now I got to tell you, here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana, and they've got four locations across uh, the country. BlendBarCigar.com. The people here, they just got it. Like it's that new to the scene, and so only one one of our, our experts here, Richard, really understood. What it's all about? Everyone's else like we haven't even had a chance. It's it to to kind of dig in. So so we're the first really to kind of play with this. And you can find a new riff at uh, Blend and Blend Bar Cigars. Let's. Are you ready? Let's do it. Are you ready? Because the, how they describe uh, the palate: uh, spice, orange peel, caramel, buttered toffee. Again, where that butterscotch I think comes in, um, and some uh, citrus and vanilla. Uh, let me. I gotta clean the palate. I had something to eat. Hold on. All right, so everybody is now sipping and engaging in Kentucky Chew. April looks like her eyes might pop out. Fingers Malloy is, he, he, he's pretty sure he found a reason to, uh, to have somebody move in with him. Like, this is his new lover. That's, uh, that is uh, a lot to take on the tongue. Sting or burn? Sting. Uh, sting, and then the tip of my tongue is burning. But that may because I also had a pepper right before. 
And I tried to clean it out. Did I you probably have a pepper or did you have a pepper? Which one? All right, hold on. Let me let me let me try this right here. Hold on. Oh yeah. Oh wait a second though. That's not butterscotch. That's fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. First of all, oh yeah. There's some heat here. The you feel the proof all the way down. Yeah. Uh, not a question. This does not dissipate as one it the, goes down the. I, I was looking at where some people kind of describe this thing, and someone described it as like peanut brittle. Honestly, I don't know where some people get these damn descriptions. H. But H. <laughs> no, it doesn't taste anything like H. Um, this is. There is. I don't want to say there's something smoky. That's not it. What is that? What is that? I don't know. I don't want to try it again and find out. Before it, before the top, the tip of the tongue stings. Before that happens, there is something unbelievably citrusy going on. Oh, even as it as it lingers now that it's been down the back of the throat for a little while, that is absolutely citrusy. That is that is orange, almost like a candied orange. It's not a, at all what I thought I was going to get from the aroma. Because the aroma is pure on is is that butterscotch. Yeah. But on the on the on the back of the palate, candied aren't like like to it to an extent orange cello. That's crazy. Well, one thing's for sure. I you know I I I was expecting much more spice. I didn't get it. I'm interested to see what this is going to be like on the cube. I agreed with you last week with the Jack Daniels. It was, it was single barrel barrel proof that the ice. Ruined it. Right. It was much better neat. Uh, this, I'm going to be interested to see what ice does to What this. I'm willing to do, I'm not even going to put it on the cube. I think one of the things that this podcast has kind of done for me, I'm much better at taking the, at the, the bourbon straight. But my ice has melted a little bit, so I'm taking a little bit of the water. Ooh, sorry about that. From the, uh, that has melted, so it's cold. And I'm just adding a... Nope, I poured it right onto my computer. I literally did. I just poured it in. So I just took a little bit of the ice. I actually poured water directly onto my computer. Eh, it's just a MacBook. They grow on trees. Now, this took the sting away. Did it? Well, the cube? Yeah. As, as we normally find the minute you chill it. Now, one of the things that's interesting about New Riff, it's, it, they don't do a filtration. They, they talk about the fact that it, the... the um, there is no uh, chill filtration on this. So you're getting a little more of a raw product. The other one, which you learn something new every day, they talk about how New Riff is bottled in bond. And I said, okay, I know things about bourbon. We've been doing this podcast for a while. What the bloody hell is bottled in bond? Bottled in bond act of 1897. It, government putting their hands as they often did on, on on whiskey about what actually denotes actual real whiskey and one of the rules to be bottled in bond bottled in IN bond it's that it's the product of one distillation season and one distiller at one distillery so it's the idea that everything happened under one roof everything happened for that specific purpose and it was not moved to any other reason, to any other purpose, for any other reason, to any other bottle. 
So this is when they say bottled and bond, they're talking about like being like with the old school preparation of this whiskey. Now I'm going to try it with a little bit of the water added because a, a couple drops of water will open something up, right? And then this is chilled on the water. Well, it definitely takes a sting away, but the flavor's still there. Oh, this is fantastic! No, no, do it my way. Do it my way, fingers. The sting, the sting is lessened, but it's still there. I'm telling you, that's just yep. That's, that's better just than the solid. It, it, it's better than the uh, putting it on the cube. But it's ar- it, uh, the can- candied orange is the best I could do, and that I wasn't expecting. This is 65% corn, 30% rye, new riff. Ooh, you're gonna feel it. Try it this way, April, because this is as this has a sweetness like Long Branch, which is uh, the the Matthew McConaughey Wild Turkey. No, right, it's, right, it's the all best. Right. All right, all right, all right, right. Hold on, April. Oh, that was it. The face right away. Are you doing the Kentucky Chew? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, 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 oh, that looks like a Kentucky shaking. vomit. Is what she's about Kentucky to do. Shiver. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, my tongue the, you, burns. Oh, you are sad. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Get this woman some Zima. Awful is the paparazzi taking a picture of Alex Rodriguez while he's taking a crap. I don't. That happened in America. It's it, Alex Rodriguez used to play baseball, and now Alex Rodriguez. Uh, all, all the only thing he does is J Lo. It's basically it's <laughs> what ba- a life. I know, right? And poop someone's got to do it. Shoots, couple hundred million bucks, J Lo, and they live in this 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 high rise in New York, and. He uses the, the, the bathroom there, but he doesn't he doesn't close the blinds. He figures he's on the whatever floor. He's fine. No, no, no. Someone decided, hey, look, there's Alex Rodriguez. Pants around his ankles using the loo, April D. Gregory, and said, you know what? I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to take a picture, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sell it. And the paparazzi will be like, oh, yeah, we got to have that. And the tabloids will be like, oh, we got to have that. And here's this picture of, of Alex Rodriguez going to the bathroom. Going to the bathroom, and someone's like, we should take a picture. The end of humanity is here. I don't care if you're part of the paparazzi or not. This is the picture you needed to take? You should see the money I got for that photo, Tony. <laughs> This that can't be a job that makes you go home at night and say, you know what, I did something good today. You know what, I really changed somebody's life today. Oh man, you know what, my mom would be proud. How do you nothing? Go, how no do you, one. How do you go about selling that photo to your editor? Uh, if, if you are uh, someone who works uh, on your own and you're you're trying to sell it to different publications, hey, have I got a photo for you? I, I mean. Well, they all all have no souls, so they don't care. They think it's a good idea too. Or brain cells. Oh, the editors, you mean? Yeah. You who's the who published it? Which rag published it? See, I don't even know if it got published by a rag or just got distributed. But someone thought this. Maybe I'm giving the paparazzi a bad name, right? Someone thought this was a good picture to take. Who does that? Are you so? You pay attention to celebrity culture, April. Yes. I mean, fingers, you do too. Are you so into celebrity that you're like, hmm, what does Alex Rodriguez look like when he's doing number two? Have you ever asked that question? Now, wait, hold on. Do you think Alex Rodriguez is attractive? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Is it just the money? 
No, he's attractive. He is? Alex Rodriguez? Yeah. Uh, never so short. I just feel like if he held me in his arms, I'd feel safe, Tony. Well, <laughs> he probably I, would. I, I Those are big arms. I didn't Sorry. say he didn't want to cuddle. But you have, would you hire a professional cuddler? You know that's a thing. You can hire somebody to basically be the outside spoon. No sex. They just hold you. They'll be the inside spoon if that's what you want. Well, will they, will they really? Yeah. Oh, then that's creepy. Because if, 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 if I'm getting a cuddler, and it'll be a female cuddler, and she's the inside spoon, and I'm the outside spoon, and I'm like, wow. If it's, if it's the inside spoon and it's Allison Brie, sure, why not? Allison Brie? Oh, yeah. You don't like Allison Brie? The chick from Community? Yeah. How, who makes an Allison Brie reference? Please put that on your bingo card. Allison Brie? She's got a new she girl next door kind of thing going. You don't on. know who Allison Brie? You might want to. You might want to search for her on the. Uh, She's the star the of Glow. She was in Mad Men. Mad Men. Is was that she it? in Mad Men? I don't know. Uh, I've never seen Mad Men. I'm like the like one of nine people left. I haven't seen it either. I just know she was in it. One of nine people left who haven't seen uh, that. Oh, thing. Allison Brie. Just, yeah. Like who would have just? If she's a professional cuddler. Oh, she's she's not really. Uh, I don't, I don't, you want well, her to be? Thanks for ruining my day. So I'm just saying. I saw Buck in I'm just pocket. saying, if you're a professional cuddler on the inside, you have more difficulties maybe than being if you're a female than being on the outside. I would say if if the person you're snuggling is male. That said, would you hire a, would you hire a professional snuggler? Would you be if somebody? It's not Allison Brie, forget it. No. Oh no. Okay. Oh, absolutely not. So there's just how about you? Somebody got standards. Have you ever said, you know what? This is the job. What's the worst job? Taking a picture of Alex Rodriguez while he's going to the bathroom or being a professional snuggler? Being a snuggler. <laughs> you, you, less he of your soul if you're a snuggler? people all the time. Well, see, I think the snuggler thinks they're actually doing good for people because people need human contact. It's why I believe in legalized prostitution. Every single time. Every single time I, I bring it up, she's like, oh, why? Because people need human contact. That's not... That's the wrong kind of contact that they need. They need hugs. People need hugs. Lots of hugs. Well, oh, is, you're right. No, no, nobody needs sex. It People is need sex, too, but... It's a hug with genitalia. Right. <laughs> That's all. That's all it is. Why do you have to make it sound so dirty, April? Oh, I don't... I don't listen, people need human contact of all types, and one of those is sexual. And just because you're uh, socially awkward or just because you're highly unattractive or just because whatever your problem is or age, you shouldn't have to go without. That's nuts to me. You know what it's I love? It's so nuts. You know what I love about the show? Pray tell. <laughs> we started with a guy taking a crap <laughs> and people taking pictures. And now we're getting to the philosophical causes and necessity <laughs> of prostitution. Uh. So do we, how do we control the prostitution market? Like we have... Um, People, some people can't afford the prostitute. Then, so then, what do they do? Well, first things first. Understand that snugglers are not prostitutes. I just want right. before we get sued. I just want to make that point clear. And I made that point. <laughs> the snugglers union may come after you. Um, Big snuggler. I would argue that uh, that okay, maybe you can't afford every prostitute, but just because you can't afford a BMW doesn't mean you get to sue. Right? Uh, you might have to get yourself a Toyota. Yeah. Uh, uh, every now and then you're like, oh, look, I found a Yugo in a barn find, <laughs> right? That's the way that one goes. Um, but but he, <laughs> is that not the best description in the world? I'm still I'm trying to wrap my head right around Alex Rodriguez's photo, and now we're talking is about Is the photo this. of Alex uh, A-Rod, as we call him, on the Internet for consumption? 
I was told it was. It's making the rounds. I don't think anyone has published it. His legal team is looking to sue in every which way. So the picture's out there somewhere. Well, here's what I don't understand when it comes to something like that. And, and this may be a situation where I'm just not paying that close attention to stuff like this. But don't you think that going after the person taking the photo actually brings more attention to the photo than just letting it drift off and die? I mean, because I would think that a lot of people would look at that and think, oh, that maybe that's Photoshopped, I, maybe that's fake, but now you're legitimizing it, saying, oh, that's me. I think no, that... No, 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 but people believe everything they see in the tablets. No, <laughs> so but, but I don't know if it's it. in the tablets. I'm just seeing it's making the rounds. I don't. Did it actually get published? You know, it's like that famous quote, people will believe anything you say on the, on the internet. You know who said that? Abraham Lincoln. That's right. Abraham Lincoln. I think that when you have those levels of invasion of a privacy, that the people who are invaded feel the need to make that person pay for what they've done so that other people are not inspired to, to do it or, or to try it. I think, was it Jennifer Lawrence? She had uh, photos of her leaked uh, of herself in various stages of undress or, or, or naked. I don't know if she ever sued or, or didn't. Now, I would tell you, don't have pictures of yourself naked. Don't keep them on your computer, fingers. Delete, delete, delete. Okay, it's too late. Dad. That's just so ridiculous, You're going to need though. some Hillary Clinton bleach pit. You should be able to have whatever pictures you want of yourself you're, on your computer. You're, is, you, you, you should, should be able to. You should. This this reminds able. me but of the, the real Aaron world. Andrews story, which was really creepy. Yeah, but that guy, like the Aaron Andrews from Stalker. ESPN... And then, like, drilled some hole in, in her hotel. It went and, through the, it went through the uh, peephole. Right? And took pictures of her naked. Yeah. Just like, but she won millions of dollars yeah. from that lawsuit. I'm not saying it makes up for it. That stuff is creepy. I, I will tell you that uh, stalkers frighten the living daylights out of me. I can't. There aren't too many things that scare me. The dark. I'm afraid of the dark. Um, That's not and, surprising. And uh, sock puppets. <laughs> Clowns. Um, um, I am less afraid of clowns since I became armed. Now I want clowns afraid of me. Right? <laughs> We've done a full power exchange on the clowns. <laughs> but the um, the, what, what, that the what, what you were just talking about? Not it was Aaron Andrews. Stalkers. Oh, stalkers. Stalkers scare the living crap out of me. Because it's you know there's nothing funny about it. Even like like when, when someone will come up to me or they, they, they saw me on, on Fox or from the radio show, you know, love what you do. He trend that's really kind. Thank you very much. I'm 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 almost like a stalker. Okay, that not even hearing it. I had somebody. I think I talked about this the other day. Post on Facebook pictures they took of me getting into my car. They didn't say hello. Like if you say hello to me, I'll stop. What, who the hell am I? I? I'm so big, I'm not gonna stop. What kind of, what kind of person? Is it, no, no time for you today. Uh, you know, April. But that's exciting. I have a podcast to get to. <laughs> no time for you people. Well, that's why I was late. Somebody was bothering me. Well, at least Wait, is that why you were late? No. Was someone trying to? Was someone like, "Ooh, you're April Gregory"? Hey, let yeah. me get there. At the gas station, I had to like sign an autograph. That is not true. <laughs> that is not true. But it could be worse. It was a photo of you getting in your car. 
not right. sitting so on a toilet. That is so creepy. It's, okay, gr- that's my point. It was creepy. She I, And there was a woman, and I don't think she meant to be creepy, but it was creepy. Stalkers, when you hear about actresses having to deal with stalkers, I feel for them, that's got to be awful. You don't know who's watching you. You don't know who's following you. People get access to, to your information. That they, they think they're married to you. It's crazy. Well, look, I mean, it's an old story, but the David Letterman story. What was David Letterman? Oh, David Letterman used to have a woman break into his house on a somewhat regular oh basis. Oh, God. I forgot about that. You know, and finally they got her some help. But, I mean, she thought she was married to him and was breaking into his house. And crazy. Yeah, that's, that is the, that is the worst. So, I like, like that stuff is, is awful. That's what I assume it's like for, for Alex Rodriguez. And I was talking about this with somebody else, my radio producer. And uh, he, he was like, well, why? He didn't close the blinds. It's his fault. Nuh-uh. No, it's not. It's totally. To, it's not his fault. No, I happen to close the blinds. But it's not his fault. I don't fault. even see any blinds in this window oh, of his. Picture? Yeah. Oh, you've got, you actually have the photo. I'm Pervert. looking at him chat on the toilet. You're part of the problem. And there well, it is. Well, see, I don't even know if that's the curse, the way she did it. Because she went in the post. As opposed to the, to the, the, she wasn't doing play-by-play of, uh, oh, and it looks like somebody had themselves the corn salsa. You know? (laughs) She didn't do any of that. I said shat. You realize when you Philo- philosophical forgetting. underpinnings on the value of prostitution, <laughs> corn salsa. Get, you know what? Find me the NPR podcast that'll do any part of. This. Actually, I heard all things considered last week hit that same topic. Speaking of things that are just terrible, and you want to throw in a toilet bowl, Robert Pattinson is Edward from Twilight. Did you ever see the Twilight series? I'm a middle-aged man. No, I have not seen the Twilight series. You really? No. I've seen the Twilight series. Of course I've seen the Twilight series. Isn't it about werewolves or something? Werewolves, <laughs> vampires, love, loss. The blob. Right? Yeah. Some really psycho freak vampire who gets her what she deserves in the end. Anyway, he was uh, the one who was there with Kristen Stewart, and then they had this great love affair until she cheated on him because she is trash. Trash, April D. Gregory. By the way, Team Edward or Team Jacob? Team Edward. Really? Mm-hmm. Ah, you did it wrong. Team Jacob. That's the way it goes. Always go werewolf. No idea. Always, what you're always, always. And that movie ends kind of creepy as well. So he played like the lead in this movie, the one who was the love interest of Kristen Stewart. He is now the new Batman. He will be taking over for Ben Affleck, who was not a bad Batman. By the way, who was the best Batman? Fingers more. You'd have George Clooney, you'd have Christian Bale, you would have uh, Val Kilmer, you would have Michael Keaton. Here's the problem. You would have Ben Affleck. Am I messing someone? Michael Keaton is... Timothy Dalton, nuts. Michael Keaton, I feel like you could say, is the best Batman, not because of his performance necessarily. The movies were better. My criteria for for a Batman is very simple. I have to believe Batman could kick my ass. And and Michael Keaton is what? uh, 5'3"? 5'5 with lifts? And he's 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 gonna go around five five with this. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Clutch? Gonna... <laughs> six five with the Afro six and nine. Just because he puts the utility belt on, he can go and kick everybody's butt. So I'm not that's buying my, it. that's one of my things too. Like I need to feel like 
I need to know that your arms are big. And, and obviously, you got to have the chiseled face, which uh, Pattinson does have. The perfect face for the, the bat suit, I think. I'm just concerned about the size of his arms. Like, he needs to fill out the bat suit. How would and he fill out the Beetlejuice dude, the suit? The bat suit is plastic. They can make him fill it out anytime they want. Yeah, but if you have a scrawny dude, like, I, I'm just not sure. I mean, I need to. You already know whether the dude is a strong, strong right. dude or not. So, Variety, they ranked the Batmans. Okay, they, they have went number from one the, from the from the worst Batman's to uh, the 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 best. Oh, oh, we're not cl- including Batman. Adam West, right? Or oh we- no, yeah, no, yeah. They're 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 all, they're all in there. They're all in there. So here's here it is. Um, the the worst is Lewis Wilson. Lewis Wilson was Batman from the the, the series in 1943. Oh come on! So that doesn't count. And then they go to Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, Batman Forever, 19. 19- in 95. I don't even recall the movie. Listen, everyone knows that Val Kilmer's best cin- uh, cinematic performance was Top Secret. Everyone knows that. Ah, it's science. Look at you. And then they go back to another uh, TV thing, Robert Lowry from 1949. Then they go to George Clooney, Batman and Robin, 1999. Mm. So, no, nowhere near the... April, you all right? You need mm. a moment? He's my favorite. Uh, he was the best Bruce Wayne. See, that's Bruce Wayne. Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't want any spoiler alerts. Bruce Wayne is Batman. What? That's, I'm Batman. Well, throw me on a toilet and take my picture. Number four is Ben Affleck, and he wasn't bad, except he had to do Batman versus Superman, which is singularly one of the worst movies ever made, ever, ever, and ever. Number three on the Variety list is Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is the best Batman. The best So Variety Batman. is saying Ben is better than George? Yes. Variety said Ben Affleck is better than George Clooney. Would you like to weigh in on this, April D. Gregory? No, I like them both. It's not, it's not who's been better in bed. It's who's better as Batman. Okay. Right? Um, I'm just saying. I mean, so, George is probably better in bed also. You think so? Yeah, he's older. Oh, Okay. More mature, more yeah. giving. Yeah, is that it? More, more is a giver. Yeah, you're more mature fingers. Are you a giver? I'm just not buying the Michael Keaton is Batman. Not buying number it. two, Adam West. Adam West is Batman. That's the series, 1966 to 1968. There was also a film with him. I didn't know that. He did a movie as Batman, and that means number one, Batman, Christian Bale. Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Now. I may, I may like not be happy with his politics, but Christian Bale is an, is an actor, man. That guy is legit. See, but I think a lot of this it touches on exactly what you said, and I'm saying this very seriously, like it's a serious topic. People are conflating the Batman role with the quality of the rest of the movie, right. and that that Christian Bale Batman movie was maybe the best one. I don't know. I yeah. thought it was a pretty good one. Yeah. So the, one of the points of Variety makes is he had the best arc. He had, he had one director in Christopher Nolan. You had this entire trilogy that you could work through, and they were able to you know, tell a complete and total story within it, and that has a, lo- a lot to do with it. Um, I still say Keaton. I'm just going to stick with Keaton. But Pattinson? Or Pattinson? I don't even know. See, I can't even pronounce his name. I just don't see it. There's nothing brooding about this guy. There's nothing strong about this guy. But to be fair... 
they made this announcement. Now, when are they going to start filming? I don't know. Maybe I mean, they already have, Ron. I mean, no, you, it's you, not. It's you not see some yet. of these guys. You know, I mean, uh, a perfect example: uh, Iron Man, right? Uh, why am I That's Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. I mean, he got ripped for those Iron Man roles, and you wouldn't think of Robert Downey Jr. as someone that. No, well, no, no, but totally different uh, hero. Robert Downey Jr. I don't think got ripped. For, for, for yeah, Iron he got, Man. He got in shape, didn't he? I mean, he oh, oh, got ri- oh, got ripped, not attacked, ripped. Got no, no, no. I mean, like, yeah. Like, he got more, he got stronger for the role, I mean, sure. This guy could beef up and get like 20 pounds heavier. Oh, again. okay. If that's your point, then maybe he for can. For the role, he's got but, time. But Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is the most perfect casting that may have happened in a movie in the past 20, 30 years. There, you could have had somebody else as Captain America. You could have had somebody else as Thor. You could have had somebody else as Black Widow. Robert Downey Jr. is so perfect in character and an attitude and our public persona of him. As Iron Man, a best casting decision of the last two, if not three decades. Hmm. I, that would be my take. Now, a film buff might say, oh, no, no, I got nine others. That can, that can beat that. Yeah, the guy who played Meat and Porkies, for example. Oh, now that... That is is world class. By the way, Porky's reference also put that on no, your bingo card. I feel this, like that's too common. He this is the new re- no, no. It's been a while. Then some. <laughs> hey, listen. Sometimes you need the center square. Uh, this is new riff Kentucky a straight bourbon whiskey without the cold filtration. Butterscotch on the nose, candied orange. Mm. Candied orange. I don't even know how. Else, that is the. That is the most apt description I can give. That is sensational fun. And that is not overly hot. For a high proof, it's not overly hot. Don't get me wrong. We've had plenty of bourbons you don't feel on the back of the throat. You feel this on the back of the throat. This is one of my least favorites that we have done. And this is why April D. Gregory... And make me sad. I almost have uh, hers done, and I'm working on mine. Right. Good for you. Good for you. I am sipping it slow. I am savoring every bit of it. A Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. BlendBarCigar.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Hey, everybody. Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, and thrilled to be here. Fanimation. One of our great sponsors, you see their fans when we do the videos, which you see on the Eat, Drink, Smoke Facebook page or on uh, on Tony Catch Radio on my Facebook page. Uh, Fanimation makes uh, the ceiling fans here at Blend Bar Cigar. And anytime you watch the videos, you can see those fans going in the background, moving the air here. And when you're a cigar smoker, you, you want that to be happening. They also make fans for your home. We're talking about beautiful stuff, fashion forward uh, you're gonna. They, they look better than other fans, made of a better quality than than other fans, which is important, right? You're making this investment into your house, right? Into your your your, your living space, and you wanna you want it to look good, and you want it to work, and you don't want that crazy. Hey, what is that buzzing, right? You don't want any of that stuff. Fanimation fans, you're not gonna get that. Uh, so much of it is customizable too, because you have your style, and then April D. Gregory has her style, and then Fingers Malloy has style. Yeah, that so that, much style. That, that that must that must be it. And they do indoor and outdoor stuff too. LED lighting, Fanimation, Fanimation They have got everything, and you got to check them out. You got to check them out. Uh, so glad that they're sponsors 
of the podcast. And, uh, of course, we're on to the smoke portion of the podcast. And this, kids, is the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos. Uh, went sweet and spicy on this round of cigar because this is Dominican of origin, but the wrapper is Cameroon, and I am a sucker for a Cameroon wrapper. I love the the, the uh, Rocky Patel does a Cameroon that is a knockout, an absolute knockout box press Cameroon that I adore. And if 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 I if I got received a box a week, it would not be enough. That's uh, that is to me a must have in the humidor uh, cigar and a cigar that at any time you'll be like, you know what, I can go to that and I can feel good. That's how great it is. And Camerons have have this and they and they bring as many people will tell you and discuss a, a solid solid uh, sweetness uh, to the cigar really and truly just absolutely positively wonderful this is a, a nice mix of both because you're gonna have that that sweetness that nuttiness uh, that's gonna come through and then you're gonna have this tone of black pepper that's also going to be uh, with you now, this is a, a Corona, so five and a half by forty-four. Five and a half refers to the length of the cigar. Forty-four refers to the ring gauge, how fat it is around, right? How that works, right there. So, okay, go ahead, fingers. Thank you very much. Uh, so that's what we're smoking, and I am just a huge fan of this. And Arturo Fuente is just one of those names. Arturo Fuente has long been one of those names. This was the number four top cigar in 2015. Um, it was the number one cigar in 2017 because it is balanced in every way. You know, like Porsche tries to do 50-50 in its balance. This is what you get. Now, as for uh, cost, you're talking about somewhere between $35 and $50 a stick. Wow. This is not a cheap cigar by any stretch of the imagination. This is a cigar that's going to set you back. So this is a more in that special occasion uh, kind of, of realm. This is, uh, uh, hey, congratulations on the promotion kind of, of cigar. You're not giving this as a gift in terms of a box to anybody who isn't family. You're not, you're, you're not doing it. Somebody you know, you love, you appreciate, who's going to share a couple of these with you, that's who you're going to give this to. Um, so this is special. This is for a much more special event. Fingers, your first time with it. Where are you at? Well, I, I'm a little disappointed that it's $35 a stick. Uh, I'll be <laughs> yeah, honest. Because I want one every I'm, day. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. But I do feel like it's worth it. Uh, for uh, a special occasion, smoke. And the one thing I wanted to ask you, Tony, I, I've asked you this before, but since we have, new I people, will not cuddle you. No. Oh damn! You say that now. Uh, but, I do say that. Now. <laughs> uh, I've asked you this before, but we have new listeners all the time. Uh, you know, finding the podcast, discovering the podcast. Eat, drink, smoke on iTunes. Is that where they're finding it? That, exactly. Ah. And, they're, and they're leaving five star reviews. Oh well, thank goodness. Uh, the flavor of a cigar does it come mostly from the wrapper? What? what, yeah. what that's where flavor of a cigar more often than anything else comes from the wrapper. It's why I'm a fan of uh, um, uh, the 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 longer uh, type cigars, right? So the cigars come in 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 all different shapes. And the Lancero is just a to me terrific. It's considered dainty in the U.S. 
because this long, thin cigar, it's a more European-style cigar, but I find them to be much more flavorful. Uh, and then you can actually, you know, even the Churchills, I find, have a little more flavor because of the length, because you've got more wrapper in them. That's where the, the sweetness and everything else is coming from the wrapper of this Cameroon. But I will tell you, on the first, we're nowhere near even getting through the first third of the mm-hmm. cigar. It's Always so think good. of a cigar in thirds, first third, second third, and then final third. The black pepper hit at the beginning... Uh, usually for me, there is nothing at the beginning. I need it to work its way through a little bit to start getting into the flavors. The black pepper was at uh, the first draw. The first draw. And it's still there, but the sweetness is now starting to peek through. So it's the blend is, is special. See, for me, the, the pepper hit me right away, but it's subsided. Uh, I really enjoyed the Nat Sherman that we had last week. That was the Timeless uh, Supreme. And that, that was a box press. And that the box press. And that you said that was around what eleven, twelve, thirteen dollars a stick, if I remember yeah, correctly. Like that. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I like this a lot more, and I think it is worth splurging every once in a while to get this. It's really good. This so this does it for you more. Now remember the the the, the Nat Sherman that you had last week was was a puro, right? So that's pure Nicaraguan. That is where I live and breathe. That to me is the most comfortable kind of, of cigar. So this is a, a very different profile. It, it's a very different flavor uh, kind of blend. And it's okay to say, you know what? I dig the spices. And this is also a would be a unique warm weather cigar. Because yeah. I do believe cigars are based very much on, on what the atmosphere is, right? Um, and so in warmer weather, more humid weather, going with those spicier things, those sun-grown kind of cigars, makes perfect sense. But I feel like this, if you're someone who doesn't like a spice, uh, you know, a spicy cigar... Uh, this this right here, like I said, for me anyway, the pepper hit me in the beginning. I'm not really noticing the pepper You're like I would in other pepper. It could be, but I sometimes it takes a lot longer for me to, to lose uh, or to get used to the pepper in a cigar. And if I'm already used to it now, then I don't feel like. I the mean, pepper's maybe. there like it is in some of the other... I'm curious to see where you're going to be in the second third of this thing. This is the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos. Uh, this is actually the, the 2015. Um, this is my first time with a cigar, with, with this one, by the way. And uh, April, you're saying you're happy. I'm very happy. The flavor is fantastic. Well-rounded flavor. All kinds of flavor. Easy draw, too. Yeah. So Flavor, flavor, flavor. So good. But and I like the spice. You see, you I do, do like, like spice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it is. It was when I tell you it was intense at the top. Mm-hmm. Intense the minute you lit the foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, no joke. Um, be ready for that if you're going to smoke the cigar. I want to move into Elizabeth Warren because this is not a qu- conversation of her politics. This is a conversation of what would you do? Because Elizabeth Warren is the senator from Massachusetts, and I make no bones about the fact that I am no fan of Elizabeth Warren nor her policies. I wasn't a fan of the Consumer uh, Protection Bureau, <coughs> excuse me, the CFPB. I wasn't a fan um, of uh, her, uh, ju- her, her generalized attack on business as a whole. So she said just the other day that she thinks that we should go after um, those corporate CEOs, those they they're they're not taking care of enough of their people. We should see what kinds of crimes they're committing, and then we we should we should we should throw the book at them. I'm talking about perp, handcuffs and perp walks. That's terrifying, as I see it. A business owner, what? Because they're successful, they should somehow come under the the heavy hand and the thumb and the jackboot of of Elizabeth Warren. Sorry, 
I'm not interested. I just want you to know where I am on her on her politics. But this isn't a conversation about her politics, but it is a conversation about politics. She was offered a town hall on Fox, on Fox News. Now, there have been Democrats who have done them. Bernie Sanders did a town hall. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand did a, a town hall. Uh, P- Pete Buttigieg doing a town hall. By, by the time you hear this, already done uh, the town hall. Elizabeth Warren... I'm not doing that town hall and uh, referred to Fox as a hate for profit racket, whatever, whatever. That part doesn't matter. What's the win for her not doing the town hall? What does she first? Maybe we should ask what would she get and what would she not get? But let's start with like, what would what does she win? By not doing the town hall, do you think she's right for not doing the town hall? No, she's absolutely not right. When you are in a field of 25 um, so far um, can't possible candidates for the Democratic primary, um, you take all the media you can get, and you can get it on, by yourself, on stage by yourself. You take it, and you, when you're polling in the middle to low end of all those candidates, you don't have the ability to turn down anybody, especially not the biggest cable network in America. It you take big. you take that and you say thank you and you send flowers. <laughs> but it, but your conversation is about what you you she gets from uh from being on Fox based on the idea that people are going to watch her on Fox based on the idea of the, just the sheer numbers of people Fox gets uh even though if you take MSNBC and and CNN and, and, and the rest, and you put them together, they get more overall viewers than Fox. Fox beats them on an individual basis. So on the long tail, right, uh, Fox gets uh, Fox doesn't get as many viewers as the, the left-leaners uh, do, right? So just so we're, we're perfectly right, clear. Right. So it, she, it's important for her to go on a, pod, uh, on a podcast, on a, on a network, where she can't get those people to vote for her anyway? Why is that important? It's, this is a play you to the base. Be, you can't beat choosers. No, this is a play to the base that looks at Fox News as merchants of hate and disinformation. And so her snubbing Fox uh, makes people on the left cheer. It does not, but, because when your other buddies are going on anyway, it's... And look at how, if you if you looked at the social media reaction, and I'm not saying the social media reaction uh, is an absolute accurate portrait of how the, the left wing views... Uh, say a Bernie Sanders going on Fox there was a lot of anger from the left that they would even consider going on Fox News so I think that she's playing look the the the, the, the important thing during the primary season is to play to the base and I think that this was a situation where she thought she's going to score some points with the far left base of the Democratic Party and she doesn't see much that she'll gain during the primary yeah, season. No, to go I on get Fox what you're News. saying, and that's absolutely what she's thinking. But I'm saying it's wrong. If you can, if when, you're with, when you're with 25 candidates and you all look the same right now because it's too soon to be putting forth policy, you need to take every opportunity you can get to get on TV and separate yourself from. I'm saying this as a campaign person. Sure. Like you he's, separate he's yourself from the 25 of the field. I, she's do she. What you said, I get what you said, but I'm saying no. You can't do that as the candidate. You have to be on TV when you have the largest network asking for you to be on TV by yourself. You take it. I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not sure I agree with the idea that you take it because 
the only way to win a general election is to be the candidate in the general election. To do that, you have to win the primary. So her base and making them feel like, you know what, this is a strong woman who isn't going to placate those people. And remember, I, I, I do a, a fair amount on, on Fox. I, I'm not an employee of Fox. I'm not a contributor. Uh, I'm, I'm a commentator, I, I guess, it, when, when, when they invite me on, right? Uh, I'm a guest. Uh, so, and I've done guesting on CNN. I've done guesting on MSNBC. And I, so I've certainly not been afraid to go on places. She is sending the message that she isn't going to pander. She's going to be this hard, tough, uh, aggressive, proud, progressive. And that's more valuable than the airtime that Fox can give her. No, it's not. Because she's only getting like one day of a point from that. That's only, okay, wait, you, okay, you, you got that point, okay. Meanwhile, you could have had 60 minutes of footage on, on TV that could have been used. See, th- this is what I don't understand. This is what I don't understand about Bernie Sanders going on CNN after CNN burned him. I think the first five minutes, <laughs> the first five minutes of Bernie Sanders That's on a good point. CNN should have been an attack on CNN for what went down in 2016. Now, as far as Elizabeth Warren, I think that what she could have done to kind of go along with what April is saying, but also make her base happy, is go on and be somewhat combative with Fox News. Try to score points with the base, but still use part of that to attack Fox News, but also try to reach out to a, 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 a broader voter base instead of just to me this is a peek into the window of, of how a lot of leftists think about Fox News and Fox News viewers they aren't even worth my time uh, they, 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 they won't uh, vote for me and I, I think I'm wasting my time even going on that network and I think that's a mistake but I think she should have gone on the network and gone on the attack for a little bit attacking Fox yeah, News yeah do that get your sound bites yeah, I don't think I. I think that as as a political play, she no. won this. You cannot turn down an hour of television. I you can't do it. I would not have because it would have been better. Thinking as a candidate, which I'm not, I, it would have been better for me to go on. Thinking about her as a candidate, we're not talking about whether we agree with her politics. We're talking about as a political move, as a move to differentiate yourself. I think it was a very smart decision to say no to Fox and to eschew Fox because you're playing to two different groups of people. First, you're playing to a base that you're going to desperately need to be on your side because, exactly because, there are 20-some-odd candidates out there. You need to prove to those people that you're, you're right. the so real her, deal. So her words aren't good enough to prove that she's different than those. She, she can't she did it with use her, actions. her own... We, she can't use her own separate hour time or whatever of Fox News to go on and talk about she herself, her, her policy, her whatever. Nobody's going to go, oh, that one time Elizabeth Warren didn't go on Fox you News. Know, you not know voting who, for her. You know who might say, uh, hey, she didn't go on Fox, so therefore I'm writing her a $50,000 check. I'm going to hold fundraisers for oh, her. I'm going to f- work on her campaign. Is it time for the, the grift minute? <laughs> the email from her campaign. <laughs> by the way, I have, a th- I have a theme song for the grift minute, by the way. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Oh, 
You know what? You're going to put it in post. You're going to have to do that one in post right there. The Grift Minute with Fingers Malloy. Who's learning how to make money on everything political? No, the fundraising email went out after the news broke that she uh, snubbed Fox News. She sent out a fundraising email saying, I snubbed Fox News, and I'll tell you why. Give me $3? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that Now, happened. I want to prove to you, April D. Gregory, why I think not only was this the winning move for her, not that I like it. It was the winning move for her, and others took notice. Before Pete Buttigieg, the mayor of South Bend, did his town hall over there uh, on Fox. Now, as, as we're recording this, uh, he hasn't done it yet, right? So, so we're recording on a, on a Saturday, and he, he's doing the, 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 the town hall on a Sunday before the finale of Game of Thrones, because otherwise no one's going to be watching. <laughs> but, but at the end of the week... Dumping it kind of out with the trash. You know what Pete Buttigieg did? After question, after question, after question, he finally released his policy positions. I put forth to you exactly as I did on Fox News. He put forth his policy positions in writing earlier, I say it, than he wanted to because he needed to show the base that this is who he is and going on Fox isn't a sign of weakness and it's Elizabeth Warren that forced him into that position is my does my theory hold water yes or no I mean I get what policy did he put forth I mean he put it's forth too soon to put his, policy his, his total belief in gun control he put forth that he wants a Medicare for all by starting with a pathway he's gonna pretend to hedge around the edges uh, on that one he put forth his policy in writing about uh, the electoral college and wanting the popular vote which is such madness let me if you are not from California or New York and you believe in the popular vote if you live in Rhode Island or if you live in Arkansas, or if you live right here in Indiana, you're out of your mind. You're absolutely... Please don't vote. Like, that's how bad. That's how bad of an idea this is. And I got to tell you, for, for Buttigieg to be in favor of that, that's nuts. Just unbelievably nuts. Now, we are smoking the Opus... Not the, the Opus X. The Arturo Fuente Don Carlos. That's what we are, are smoking. I am just starting to work my way out of that first third and into the, the second third right there. Let me tell you, the spice has come back. The spice was there at the first and then subsided to a lot of the sweetness and a lot of... Some people describe it as nuttiness. I don't know if I would go that far. Um, uh, to me, it was, it, was, it was a creaminess. It's almost a touch cocoa. That was, that's my palate. We are now back to some spice. So instead of this this blend, it's like uh, right now I'm going back and forth. It's waves. It's it's mine went out. Oh well, let's get you another light. Let's let's. It happens, by the way, when you're talking too much. But don't ever be freaked out by that. Um, if 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 your if your cigar goes out, you just need to relight, ash it, right? Make sure you you ash it, uh, and then and then get uh, the 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 relight, right? That's what you want to do. You got to ash it first. If you are smoking it. If you are engaged with it and it's going out, then there's a problem with the actual cigar. It could be uh, a question of it's rolled too tight. You got to, you know, kind of roll it a little bit and loosen it up. And by the way... Do the Pennsylvania pinch. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> we're calling it the Pennsylvania pinch right there. Um, it, it, this cigar, by the way, is wrapped tight, but I haven't had a draw problem at all. I've not at all. Not, 
Not in, in the slightest. And, of course, uh, Horse Soldier Bourbon, one of our great sponsors here at Eat, Drink, Smoke, the story of the horse soldiers. These men who were dropped into Afghanistan after September 11th and rode horseback to get to Al-Qaeda. Incredible what these soldiers did. And when uh, they were able to get back home, those who were able, uh, fortunate enough to make it uh, back home, they said, we want to do something together and we want to do something for our families. We want to do something special. And they learned the craft of distilling and that's how they then created Horse Soldier Bourbon. It's a weeded bourbon, comes in a bunch of varying styles. AmericanFreedomDistillery.com. Check for it at your local liquor store. If they don't have it, ask for it. Ask for it by name, Horse Soldier uh, Bourbon. It is just terrific. Gold medal winner. And when you see the bottle, that bottle is is created. Uh, the, 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 the mold that they made comes from the steel out of September 11th. That was that's what's used to create the mold for these bottles, and the bottles are, are works of art. They're beautiful. Horse Soldier Bourbon. There's a story within a story, but mostly there is terrific bourbon. You are going to love. Uh, check them out. AmericanFreedomDistillery.com. Horse Soldier Bourbon. Let me turn the conversation around there, April D. Gregory. Let's do it. Let me do it. Do it. Say it. Do it. Do it. Let's turn it around and ask ourselves the question this way. Should President Trump do interviews with CNN? No. Freaking hate him. They, they, they hate Elizabeth Warren. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Fox News can at least not be jerks about the way they... It, it's different. Well, I, know that so, t- I, know sounds, I know that sounds like uh, silly, but it's, it, it is different. Like, CNN literally hates Trump. Like, the, the reporters do. The, Fox News can at least not go up there and be nasty. To yes, Elizabeth but Warren. Your, your, your job is to reach an, an audience. Your job is to reach people. And CNN, at least in airports, reaches people. And should, he, should he go on MSNBC? Should he do an interview with, with, with ABC? Or should he do an interview with, with uh, Gail King uh, over um, CBS? You know what? When he was running as a primary candidate, he did do all those interviews. I'm talking about his president. Should, right uh, we're, now, we're talking should about primary it? candidates right now. And I'm saying when Trump was a primary candidate, when he did Trump do that stuff. When, now we're in a, we're in a re-election no. already. Well, then you can't compare him to Elizabeth Warren. Can't compare him to Elizabeth Warren. Right. right. But we're asking, do you go, do you do the interview? Candidate Trump did do the interview. If, President Trump, no, absolutely if, if, not. If, if President Trump went on CNN, would his base look at, at, him, look at him and say, why are you giving these people uh, any credibility? Would they be angry with him and, and, and lash out? Yes, because he spent so much time saying it's fake news. This is fake me- They're literally the fake news. He, but there are people we're talking still about Elizabeth Warren doing it as a primary candidate. Yes, do it. He did it too as Fingers? a candidate. I absolutely should go on CNN. Uh, but I would make sure I had someone else filming it. <laughs> I'd have my copy of the interview and I'd have the whole thing. But uh, I, I mean, look, this is where I think candidates make a mistake. And I understand why they don't do it because there's, there's danger in, in doing something like that. But if you're quick on your feet, if you're good at pushing back, I think that it would be beneficial to go on a network like CNN and, and, and say something. Oh, you know, oh, Jim, there you go again. You know, I, I, there, there's something to be. Well, I said go on CNN. I didn't say do an interview with Jim Acosta. Acosta. Yeah, Jim Acosta. No, but okay, Anderson Cooper or you know whoever you pick or Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer sits down and has a, a conversation with the president of the United States. Yeah, he should go on there, but but I don't trust him. 
I, I would no. I would definitely nah, I would I would make sure I had someone else filming it to make sure that no when need. the selective editing started in the interview that you would be like, well, this is what I actually said. No, he's the president. No point. Exactly, he's the president now. He won. You lost. Elections have consequences, and I don't have to do your show because you're a jerk. Now, two things. First, if you're President Trump, no, you don't go on CNN. No, you don't go on CNN. There is absolutely a difference, as I see it, between being president and being a candidate. I absolutely agree with that idea. I think you're, you're completely right uh, in, in that. Say it again. Because going on CNN, no, going on CNN is a credibility risk for the president. Which is exactly why Elizabeth Warren should not have gone on Fox, because it's a credibility risk for her. You can't, I think, I don't, I don't. Not when everybody else is doing it. I don't, listen, and not doing it is sometimes the way you set yourself apart. It's a political calculation. And it's the right political calculation. It is absolutely the right political calculation. You know how many people she's not going to get the vote of because she didn't do Fox? Zero. She already is not getting those votes. But she can turn people to her side. And again, I say this. She has to win a primary. Now, if she's the general election candidate, if she's the Democratic nominee and she's not willing to answer a question from a Fox News reporter or do a Fox News town hall, because those are two different things. Then you've got a problem. Because even President Trump will answer the question from CNN. And the way they do it now, without doing the press briefings, they're like, forget this. This is ridiculous. This is criminally insane. So the president does everything from the gaggle and from Marine One. And people are like, they're not doing legitimate uh, briefings. He's doing a briefing every single day, it seems. He's answering questions. And I don't think that the American people are so bothered that it's not in some official, uh, you know, room in, in, in the White House where okay. Jim Acosta gets to act like somehow he is the, the, the uh, yelling, yelling a, you know, standing athwart history, yelling stop in the National Review kind of, you know, uh, u- utilizing their line. It used to be that journalists didn't want to be a part of the story. Well, that crap's over. Yeah. yeah. That crap is so over. Yeah. Of course they do. It w- journalists are stars. Journalists are celebrities. They show up on on late night shows. You know when 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 Tom Brokaw or or Brian Williams uh, be, before all the lies. Uh, well, before we knew about all the lies, I think it's a better way to say it. Would show up on Letterman or something like that. You were like, okay, that's cool. That's fine. That's 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 that that's fun. But now they, they all see themselves as celebrities. Yeah. They see the White House Correspondents' Dinner not as nerd prom. They see it as the Oscars. Mm-hmm. It is CNBC and who are you wearing? Not, hey, what reporting have you been doing? It's supposed to be about you. It's yet, supposed to be out. Yeah. Yet it is. So yet it is. I got to tell you, she's, she's right. She's right not to show up. Now, the, and, I, and I think that it, it, it's about setting herself apart. From these candidates. Wait, when you got 33 people running for president of the United States. We're 23 or 24 at this moment. Was Bill de Blasio yeah. just, uh, just announced. And that's the most laughable, laughable. You vote for Bill de Blasio. I just feel pity for you. Uh, Even the uh, Democrats don't like him. Who, what's to like? He's, a dis- he's just terrible at being 
at being mayor. I mean, he's been awful and horrible. The police there detest him. It is not the same city. The, the city under Giuliani, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I approved of every move Giuliani made as mayor of, of New York, but the city was at least walkable and enjoyable and livable. And it's, it's an absolute mess. The problem, for those of us who notice these things, is that the amount of construction going on in New York, the money pouring in for, for building is beyond belief it is capital city it's hunger games it's crazy what is going on the billion dollar projects that they're doing he, he could just point to all of that and look at look at the success look what i've done i'm doing more i'm doing more for construction than donald trump ever did that's that's how he's gonna put it and phrase it in the meantime bill de blasio has never once signed the front of a paycheck bill de blasio has never once put the people to work he, he can't make any of the claims that President Trump can claim. Oh, he screwed somebody over in business? I am shocked. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that it's not shocking. It's not even news. If that happened, then there are a couple stories about those things happening. Everybody who has dealt with anybody in business will feel like they didn't get the, the, the right of it. They didn't get the good end of the stick of it. They got hurt on it. In the meanwhile, New York has the Walman skating rink. Right, so he's got a lot that that President Trump has a lot that he can People point to. People walk away sometimes from buying a used car feeling that way. Let alone the kind of business deals that you're talking about. Yeah, no, no, it's it's true. She's right. She is right to okay. not go on there. I, I, I'm, I'm actually. I got to admit, April, I'm a little surprised. You're you're a politico. You, you do me? work on campaigns. No, no, I'm not gaslighting you. Gaslighting is when you make someone think something that didn't happen. It's like telling me there's collusion for two and a half years and all of a sudden telling me that there's, there's a constitutional crisis because William Barr is the attorney general. That's gaslighting. That's gaslighting. I'm saying that as a politico, I thought you would appreciate the move. I don't. I don't appreciate it in a field of 25. You have to take what you can get. But she's got... She's not getting press otherwise. She's tanking in the she's polls. She's one of the top five right now. No, she's, she's not. not. Ta- yeah. are, we, are we having the same conversation? What? She is too. Wait, who are your top five Democrats right now? The ones who are the your top, top five, five in the polls are Biden and Bernie and Buttigieg. And Warren and Harris. Those are the top five. Maybe. Warren is a t- by the way you can discuss she's with still, me it, maybe she it's she's still like at four percent or something you could discuss the insanity of the fact that she's a top five candidate but she is and all she did was help solidify herself here what we did, go what real clear politics wait so so give I, I don't want I don't like to date the podcast but it's important to, the to late, know so give real give, clear give politics the week. Here's the thing, there's poll. eight thousand polls a day well this is the average real cl- clear politics average Biden 39 percent Sanders 18 percent Warren eight percent Harris seven percent uh but Buddha judge seven percent O'Rourke four percent and then you get down to the bookers and the Castro yeah o- O'Rourke is gonna be out of this race in another three months if this that is a clown show did he live stream himself taking a haircut oh my gosh yeah that was after he live streamed wasn't he at the dentist office getting cleaning uh, uh, yeah he did that ago. too yeah. he did that well, too. he's, he's re- just like he's one of us he he's haircut, gonna relaunch his campaign to the dentist. what was that April he's doing like a relaunch of his campaign what do you mean he's doing a relaunch of his campaign? Like it, it didn't. Well, like he 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 announced, and then you know, Buddha Judge came and took all his thunder. So now he's going to be doing a relaunch. First, Pete Buddha Judge ate his lunch. I mean, that's just 
that's just all there is is to it. Why would you ever vote for Beto O'Rourke when you can vote for Buttigieg? You can get all the same policies, but you don't get the crazy hands, and you don't get the ridiculousness. I mean, that's that's absolutely right. But a, a relaunch this early—that's yeah. that's, that, yeah. it's over. It's, yeah, I don't know how you—I don't know how you top a launch where you're on the cover of Vogue, but he is going to do a relaunch. Was it Vogue that he was on the cover of? It, it, there was, it, with whatever it was. But it's the pickup truck and it's him. Yeah. And then he and the told everybody, you know, I feel bad about that picture because it really did show my white privilege. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to do with any of that This is going to be such a fun election cycle. Oh. Remember how they were, they, the left was like mocking the right about 16, 16 candidates. candidates. And now you about have twice as many almost. But I got to admit, none of them are wrong for running. They're all right for running. Everybody's right for running. Running, do, it doesn't hurt you. Qualifi- they looked at Trump and they said, for, for, listen, for right or for wrong, we're not, again, discussing the politics. They looked at Trump and they said, wait a second, that guy can become president? I'm in. Everybody feels wholly emboldened. And there's some money in it. And, and, and there, you know, there's, there's some, you get to write a book and you get to put it together. The grift. It, Running for president. We don't is get to have grift. two grift minutes. You only get one. Uh, hey, you be have as many grift minutes as you like. I firmly believe the reason why Bill De Blasio got into the race is because he saw this mayor from South Bend, Indiana, got into the race, and he's polling top five. I'm the mayor of freaking New York City for crying out loud, not some little town in the middle of nowhere in flyover country. I. Right. I De Blasio is thoroughly spot believe on. that that's why he got into the ego. <laughs> no, no, he 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 thinks that he can stop the bully Donald Trump. His whole announcement video is like, I can take this guy on, I can take him down. You would think he's fighting Thanos. I'm gonna stop this guy with a snap of my finger, you know. And when he snaps his fingers, you no longer have trans fats, and therefore you don't have good muffins in New York. That's what happens when Bill De Blasio snaps his fingers. But everyone feels like they can get their little piece of the pie, and and I don't think, I don't think that they're wrong. I don't know who supports some of these people. Did you see the View segment where they talked about this? And Whoopi Goldberg did took I a watch lead. the View? Well, I mean, the clip was it's all over adorable. the place. Whoopi, oh, I saw Lope, the Whoopi Goldberg took the lead, and she couldn't even get this story out of her face. She was laughing so hard at the idea of Bill de Blasio running for president yeah. of the United oh States. Oh, my gosh. He's, and, and New Yorkers that were in the crowd, they were booing, and they were laughing along with Whoopi. I mean, it's absurd. So why, wait, so, so they're going to elect him as their mayor, but then they're going to laugh that he wants to go further? Yes. You're laughing yes, that's at just yourself. It. That's, ju- that's just it. It, it. This is what happens when you are solely about the ideological politics, and you're like, oh, look, D after their name, I vote for them. Oh, look, R for their, after their name, I vote for them. And you don't actually question whether or not they're doing anything that's worthwhile. This is the worst part. This is one of the reasons I actually oppose. You know that idea where you can you can vote, and, and you just press Democrat, and you vote for all Democrats? Yeah, straight party voting. Straight party voting. Thank you, sir. Oh, I can't. That's not a way to vote. That's not a way to vote. Even when I vote straight party, I go through and touch every single one. I'm such, a, I'm such a voting purist. I have to go through and touch every person, and I just feel so special when I do it. Yeah, I, I will tell you that I am not a voting purist, um, if only because I have voted for libertarians before in my life, um, because sometimes that's the answer. Um, well, m- maybe maybe more often it should be uh, the answer. No libertarians in the race thus far. They well, don't, they don't have to announce. 
Bill a Weld lifetime is, libertarian. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Bill Weld, lifetime libertarian. He was the vice presidential candidate in 2016. He's the former governor of Massachusetts as a Republican, and he's running to primary Donald Trump. And you might get Larry Hogan, the governor of Maryland, to get into this race. He's a Republican to primary Donald Trump. There is one name. I want to put my marker down. Put it down right there. Who I think is going to get into the race? Evan McMullen. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> you're going to have to go to your own, last time's campaign. You're going to have to go to search engines to find that one. I think um, the bulwark. I think it worked the bulwark now. Tom Steyer, write it down. The billionaire who made his money in basically scamming people on green and green energy and green this and green that. He is the guy who is running this idea of impeach today, impeach now. This whole thing, running television ads and everything else. And the latest ad shows all these people uh, saying, uh, you, you said you shouldn't impeach him until the Mueller report. You said you shouldn't impeach him until this. And look at you. You people, you Democrats are doing nothing. Why are you doing nothing? It's really an amazing ad because it's Tom Steyer going after the Democrats. And I think that is the foray to see how that ad was taken, that he is going to run. I think he's going to run, and it's going to create incredible problems for Democrats. That's why they can't stand that Howard Schultz is still considering running, the, the former CEO and chairman of Starbucks, because it's going to create massive problems for, for Democrats. I, I think they do have I think they do have massive problems. But, uh, you know, we live stream uh, a segment of, of, of the podcast, uh, Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio, Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio, and you can get the entire podcast. On iTunes, eat, drink, smoke. On iTunes, you should subscribe. Subscribe and give it a five-star review. It is going great. And everyone has been so kind and so helpful in helping us get to these next levels and to these next levels. Um, great conversations happening. People are taking interest in the podcast. Sponsors are coming on board. Uh, you have been, uh, you've been donating. And we have gotten donations now to Eat, Drink, Smoke. Can't thank you enough for, allowing, uh, for helping us uh, do this, but a review helps, and a five-star review really helps. And writing a review is everything. So go write a review and give a five-star review on iTunes. Eat, drink, smoke. It's it's absolutely positively important. But uh, on the on the on the live stream, which we do, Facebook.com/slash Tony Katz Radio, uh, Larry had said, uh, you know, pretty soon they're going to start attacking each other, the, the the Democrats. Well, that's absolutely true. I don't doubt that for a second that the Democrats are going to start attacking each other. But what they're attacking for is not to become the front runner. And I'm not a believer in Biden's, you know, massive lead, like somehow that's going to last. What you need to do is to be able to sustain. You need to be somebody. You don't have to be at the top of the pack. You got 24 people. You got a lot of cushion you can go with. You can't be in that last three or in that last four. You, when, when we talk about people who have 4%, like you were talking about in the Real Clear Politics uh, average. Real, Real Clear Politics is a great website, by the way. They, they do really good work. They should be proud of themselves. Um, you don't 4% solid right now. That's all you need. You need to maintain. You need to be able to hold some place. You know, Pete Buttigieg had this massive rise, and he's done an incredibly good job mm -hmm. at doing the maintenance, at maintaining, at doing, you know, the right attack on Vice President Pence here, or the right thing. Donald Trump was asked about... Pete Buttigieg being, being married he's gay he's, uh, his husband Chastin and what do you think about that and, and what did he say I don't care good for him doesn't bother me any they're on a campaign trail fine by me and Pete Buttigieg came out to say well he's just paying lip service to the gay community what, what? Uh, 
if you're upset about the transgender ban in the military, talk about the transgender ban in the military. But I don't think he's paying you lip service. I don't think the man actually gives a damn that you're no, gay, Mayor Pete. We've he done doesn't, that since he ran. Right. It never bothered him. You use whatever bathroom you want. And none of that stuff ever got to him whatsoever. But it's the right amount of hit to remind his people that, yeah. hey, I'm going to fight this guy. The last thing I'm going to do is think of him as a human being that he doesn't isn't worried about or doesn't care about my sexuality. I'm just going to let that pass. No, it has to be an affront and only lip service. He doesn't really mean it. Of course, he's hateful, this, that, and the other, and the dehumanizing in order to maintain. That's the name of the game over the next six months. Well, and what he made his name for and what I'm curious to see is he's, is he going to get past this faux feud that he has with uh, Vice President Pence? Well, there, no. there really is no feud, but how long can you ride that wagon so so uh, I have a theory a political theory called hashtag never Pence and hashtag never Pence is based on hashtag never Trump and all these people who were never Trump which was you didn't have to like the guy you didn't have to vote for the guy but to say that you're never Trump is one of the weirdest strangest most ridiculous things I have ever come about uh, Pete Buttigieg is using never Pence as his way of engaging differentiation, as a way of saying, look, I'm willing to take these people on. Look, I'm willing to call out his faith directly. Look how I am. Look how different I am. Like you could be a Democrat of faith and call these people out because he's not really, you know, somebody who, who believes in God. No, 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 no. He only talks about God so he can push his hateful policies. That's, that's his methodology. And it's his differentiation point. And it worked for him to get him the rise. And when he thinks there might be a moment that he can sink, boom, add another hit here, boom, add another hit there, and he gets to maintain. That gets you in the door. It, he already's in the door. Yep. Now he has to stay in the room. Right. Maintenance. That's what it's about yeah, over the next too soon. six months. No, no. He, had, he hasn't peaked too soon. No, no. Because he hasn't dropped. He's doing well. He's, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. And I think Elizabeth Warren did exactly what she was supposed to do. One man's uh, take. You can find April D. Gregory on the Twitter box at April D. Gregory and check out the Smart Girl Politics podcast over at Ricochet, ricochet.com. Fingers Malloy, uh, right there. You can find him on Facebook, facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio. Wham Talk 1600 is where you find his radio show, the Enough Already podcast, uh, the Snark Factor podcast. Who knows what's coming next? Find me, Tony Katz Radio. For people who have been asking about the website, it has been a malware issue that I am I have yet to get good resolution on. I think I'm finally close. We've had to move hosts. We've had to change so many things around. Man, has this been a pain in the butt. We just got hit. We just got hit and abused, and it was just ugly, and I'm, I think I'm starting over. I think that's where it's going to have to be. But luckily, you can catch the podcast on Fireside. You can catch the podcast uh, on iTunes when you subscribe and give a five-star review. Eat, drink, smoke on iTunes. Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. And, of course, on Twitter and on Instagram at Tony Katz. Fanimation.com. Beautiful fans. You are going to love in your home the craftsmanship, the quality, and the customized way you can make the fan look exactly the way you want to. For your house, Fanimation.com, Horse Soldier Bourbon, which is terrific and should be in your liquor cabinet. There are graduations going on all over the place. Great graduation gift is a bottle of Horse Soldier Bourbon and Blend. Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. We are smoking the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos, which I cannot wait to get back into. We are drinking New Riff 
The bourbon is New Riff, R-I-F-F, out of Kentucky. Butterscotch on the nose, candied orange as it goes down. Fingers Malloy has already done two of them. Two of them. Magnificent. All right. Yes. Tell a friend. Uh, keep watching. Check out all the videos. Subscribe to the podcast. This is E-Trick Smoke.